0: Hello and welcome to the Ocean Rowing Club podcast where each week I will talk to a past ocean rower to get their unique view on the ocean rowing experience. My guest this week is Matthew Gaskell. Hi Matt, please introduce yourself. My
1: name is Matt Gaskell and as part of the Ocean 5, I entered the 2019 Tasca Atlantic Challenge and broke the world record for the fastest five-man crossing of the Atlantic in a time of 35 days and 19 hours, uh, a record that still stands two years later.
0: We like to start with the big one. Why did you want to row across an ocean?
1: Um, It certainly wasn't my plan. It wasn't something I'd ever necessarily thought about before. I'd done various big trips before, quite a lot of mountaineering around the world. I'd skied to both poles, but I'd never done anything on the water. My father, who's also part of the Ocean Five, it was largely his idea, though I wasn't exactly sure um, how long he'd been brewing the idea for. It was only after I'd learned that he was thinking about it that he came to me again later and said he'd found three people who were keen and experienced... Um, so essentially, there was a team already formed uh, waiting for me to join. It was also quite a difficult time in my life that this opportunity arose. i just finished medical school, uh, university, but was very unhappy with the process and was not going on to become a doctor. So I was a bit unsure about my future career and future opportunities. So the presentation of this Ready made team to row across the Atlantic became a real focus for me, uh, something I really put my time and effort in and succeed at.
0: Tell us the top three highlights of your crossing.
1: I've always enjoyed doing difficult things. I do take pride in completing things that most other people wouldn't or couldn't do, largely more things that people wouldn't do. Uh, I know a lot of my interests are very different to normal people. So a highlight for me personally was any difficult times during the crossing, I just sit down and imagine where else I could have been. I I just left medical school and not gone on to become a doctor before the row. And any difficult time during the row, I just sit and imagine my old colleagues in the GP office. And I just feel so glad that I was doing something like rowing across the ocean uh, rather than doing what they were doing. Another main highlight that I'm sure my teammates will disagree on, but I really enjoyed when our boat capsized. We had a couple of weeks of very strong winds and large waves on the crossing. And one sporadic wave was just at the wrong angle and knocked the boat sideways. Um, We had three of us who were rowing ending up in the water and the two that were in the cabin obviously couldn't do anything about it uh the boat was on its side and they were locked in it probably wasn't actually as dangerous as it sounds uh you know we were tied onto the boat and we managed to get back in fairly quickly but i just loved the excitement and the adrenaline rush of it um so that's definitely one of my highlights but probably not shared by the rest of the crew looking back the main highlight though definitely was breaking that world record for the five-man row it certainly wasn't something that was definitely going to happen for us we were a well-prepared team but we were not the fittest by a long way and we'd never rode um an ocean rowing boat before i mean half us never rode a rowing boat before but personally for me the main highlight of the row was getting that world record and that's something i i felt very proud of and um it's hugely important to the overall feeling of uh completing the row
0: what was the hardest part physically, and what was the hardest part mentally?
1: Mentally, the hardest part of the row, I think, was boredom. It's a long crossing. Even if you're a you know, fast four-man team, it's still over a month of your life, and it's quite monotonous. You don't really see a lot. There's no landscape to see. Um, it's middle of the ocean. There's not really any wildlife to see, unless you're lucky. So it can get quite boring. I think all five of us at some point said, if you cut out a week in the middle of the row and do it in you know, 20, 15 days, I think we would've all been quite happy with that. Physically, the hardest part of the row happened on the second night uh, after we set out. Although we've done training with the boat, this was the first time we'd all been in the boat, fully loaded with kit, and setting out into proper open water. So pretty much everything was new to us. Also additionally, interestingly, um, we had three out of our five crew members who were all professional yacht crew and they all had really bad seasickness. So a lot of the cabin and deck of the boat was covered in, well, you can guess. So we had that going on. We'd also messed up a bit with our sleeping rotors. So we had a five man team, which means there's always gonna be an odd number of people one end of the boat, or the other, or odd number rowing, or not. So we were trying to have a rotation of three people through one of the cabins to sleep, and we realised by night two that that did not work at all. I think I'd been awake, so zero sleep for about fifty hours at this point, and I wasn't particularly happy about it. And then on the second night, we caught a rogue wave that pushed the boat sideways and broke. Two of our oars, um, and we only had six total, and that was the lowest point of the crossing. and uh, And I was really not looking forward to the rest of the row. Then that was a very difficult time physically and mentally for me.
0: Excluding people and pets, which three things did you miss most while you were at sea?
1: You know, to be honest, I didn't really miss that much. I had to start a new relationship before uh, setting off on the row. And my partner was waiting for me in Antigua. So I did miss her quite a lot. But everyone misses their, you know, partners or spouses. But honestly, apart from her, I really didn't miss much. I think I fancy some hula hoops at one point. A note to pack some for next time, I think.
0: How much training did you do before the row?
1: We had to do a certain number of mandatory training courses for the Talisker requirements. Uh, I think these were, you know, sea survival course a radio course, a first aid course. One of them was the RYA basic navigation course. Uh, I'm sure the organizers have had endless conversations about what level of navigation you need to, to do the crossing. But I felt that that course would, would not have prepared me if I was doing the road solo. Luckily, though, for us, we had three members of our crew who were captains on superyachts who did that for a living. So I personally didn't worry too much about um, the navigation with having them on board. In terms of practical training, we spent most of our time with our boats in the Solent and around the Isle of Wight, um, which is quite a good place. There's some strong currents, some waves around. Um, We did have a few close calls with large cargo ships, but luckily no one got hurt, so everything was fine there something we didn't do that i think would have been useful looking back and and may not be a requirement for the task race would have been to do a a longer practice row expedition style of say four or five days um you know a dress rehearsal with all the kit packed on board and knowing that you're not going to be able to just pop home in a couple of hours um, really get your mindset ready for doing a, a very long crossing um so looking back that's something i wish we had done
0: did you suffer from any injuries, sores, nasties, or sickness?
1: We had a few injuries like any other team. One guy spilt boiling water on his foot, got a bit of a bad burn. Another guy got an infected blister from wearing his shoes all the time. eventually turned into a tropical ulcer. As I said before, the interesting thing is that um the three of our crew who were professional yacht members all got really bad seasickness. Um, whereas us non-yotties didn't. So that was an interesting uh, sickness. And then just the standard sore bums um, that everyone seems to complain about on the row, cured quite nicely by just being naked all the time.
0: Can you think of three songs which remind you of your row?
1: I didn't really listen to a lot of music on the row. I did bring an MP3 player with some documentaries and podcasts on. Um, Well, listen to that for a while, uh, but it got salt water in after too long and stopped working. Some of the guys did like having a speaker on deck to play music, but the problem with having five people on board is you're never all gonna be able to agree on the type of music that everyone likes. Also, whenever you're rowing, someone else is sleeping. um, So playing loud music doesn't fit too well with that either. So I don't think music played a huge role for our five-man team uh, in The Crossing. I think that would be an interesting question to ask a solo row, though. they would probably have a very different point of view about music uh, on their crossing.
0: Did you suffer from any post-adventure blues?
1: I don't think so. It was a weird time for me finishing The Row. I I was between jobs, so I didn't really have anything concrete to come back to. Plus, I had a a few weeks' holiday in the Caribbean with my new girlfriend, so it wasn't like I was back in the office two days later looking at spreadsheets or whatever people do in offices. Also, if your listeners remember, the coronavirus happened that year. It was actually in Antigua a couple of days after the row that I first heard about it. Um, we were watching the news and people were asking if this virus was going to lead to something to worry about. I think we all said no; it'll turn out to be nothing. And then two months later, the whole world stopped. So I don't think everybody had time to sit down and think back or, or feel depressed about missing the row. There was too much going on.
0: What advice do you have for future ocean rowers?
1: You know, I could list off a thousand practical pieces of advice to anyone planning on on rowing an ocean, but I think the most important thing um, I could say is that we didn't break. The world record because we were the fastest rowers or the fittest people. We broke that record, I believe, because we were the most organised boat in the race. You know, when we were in Lagamara the week before the race started, we'd go out and we'd see teams who were working out how to use their equipment, figuring out how to pack their kit, fixing things on the boat. We spent three days simply polishing the bottom of the hull. Uh, you know, there's a quote somewhere that says, if you have five hours to chop down a tree, spend four hours sharpening your axe. And I think that's the attitude we brought to the row. And I think that's really what helped us uh, clinch that world record in the end.
0: And finally, would you do it again?
1: You know, when we finished the row, I think all five of us in the team said we would not row the Atlantic again. Uh, it was a bit boring, it was a bit painful. And we've done it and we've got a world record. So I don't know what we would gain from doing it again. However, I am now putting together a boat to row the Pacific and hopefully break the world record for that crossing. Not all of the original Ocean 5 crew have come back for that. So they were very clear about not rowing an ocean again. But, you know, it's a different ocean. We'll have a different team, we're different boats and hopefully a new world record so i think that's different enough to be exciting
0: huge thank you to matt for sharing his story and all of his advice and the best of luck as he prepares for his pacific crossing in 2024 and takes his shot at the world record if you're an ocean rower and would like to share your story please get in touch the ocean rowing club at gmail.com or via instagram at the ocean rowing club If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to rate and review and give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and like, share and recommend it to all of your friends. And don't forget to join us again next week when we discuss disharmony within the crew. Toodle pip!